This is the Post America Podcast. That's right, motherfucker. What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. Post America. Macho Black, Richie Crutch, Chrissy the Baboon. Post America Podcast, son. Download that shit, motherfucker. You guys, we're back. Hey, what's up, Richie? We're How live. You doing? We got a, our our uh, drummer Luke is sitting in with us tonight. Say How hello, you doing, Luke. It's good, baby. We just had a practice, and we had a busy week, especially Luke. Luke just played a show with his other band, the Stigma Band. Yes, at what Generation was, uh, Records. Explain it, Luke. It was awesome. What was Roger's it? Roger's first book signing of his. Um, Roger who? Roger Moret of. Agnostic Front. Let's be clear. What's wrong with you? Come on. Not everybody's on a first name basis with Mr. Merritt like you are. Yeah. (laughs) All right. You played drums in his old band called. I played drums in Roger Merritt in Disasters for one record and a couple tours for a good amount of time when I was very young. Um, And now he he has a book. He showed me a lot and busted my balls a lot. Now he had a book signing. And I had the privilege to play with Vinny Stigma. In, uh, in that band, the Stigma Band. And in the legendary record store, Generation yeah, Records, Generation one of my records, favorite record stores. New York City, it was awesome. A lot of great people came out. I got drunk, um, had a lot of laughs, brought some cannolis from the Bronx. Beautiful. And it was fun. Do the best cannolis come from the Bronx? Gnolls Nah they come from Jersey, everybody knows no that. No way. What do you mean no way? No fucking way. What do you know about it? I tried them. You, you come on, he tried. tried them. I tried. We went yeah. to that one fucking you place. You hear Corrado's? Huh? You didn't go to Corrado's. What place did you take? You went to Calandra's. That's for the bread. Calandra's no. we went to, not we Corrado's. Went to, we went. To, uh, yeah, but cookies. that's the the bread is unbelievable. My, the other my stuff dad is good. was the best. I, I adored, but he's a bag of shit of cannoli cream. I thought we weren't going to talk specifics. <laughs> but um, you don't nah, talk to your dad at all, huh? A, I don't. I don't talk to him anymore now. But um. Yeah, he had his shit on lock. His rainbow cookies. Oh, yo, old. tell oh, about rainbow the rainbow cookies, cookies with the well, almond. What he does? No, what he does is don't. He don't put the raspberry jelly in it. He puts apricot jelly. Ooh, yo, it's fucking game changer, bro. I'm telling you. And it was just always moist and fresh. And I used to fight my fucking brothers because they used to leave the box open and it used to get hard. Oh, I can't stand. Yeah, that. when you leave, like yeah. even like an hour, you ruin oh, it it's for ruined. that kind of it's stuff. Fucking yeah. ruined. Because there's no yeah. preservatives yeah. in a good stuff. It sucks. <clears throat> when I when I got back from uh, Italy, Italy. Oh, after our tour this summer, I bought cookies for like my gra- my wife's grandmother and for a couple uh, relatives. I brought, mm. I brought uh, cookies home. None of oh, us From home. an Italian bakery. Not for us though. Yeah. And uh, so well, I know that you guys, Luke what always kind brings of cookies. Ah, cookies. Uh, dude, I don't even know. It was just like, I went into a bakery and there was shelves and shelves yeah, and of cookies. Were they balaguzzos? So, Beautiful thing. But they wrapped the whole thing in cellophane yeah, and then put it in like a fancy box with a there bow and stuff like that. Yeah. So we delivered it, but they were all pretty fresh. But I, I would say they were probably I delivered them probably four, maybe three or four days before, uh, or after they were were baked. Mm. So they now, were all Joe, pretty fresh. When you were in Italy, I saw pictures of you that looked like you were in somebody's home. Yes, who was that person? That was uh, my wife's. Well, I don't know what how distant of a cousin, but it was a cousin named Cicilli. Cicilli, which it's would crazy because be, it looked like my family. I thought it was. I was like, Joe, that's my fucking. That's my grandmother's like cousin. That translates to Cecilia, I guess. Yeah. But they call it Cicilli. And we went to uh, another cousin. Well, we went to a lot of cousins' house, man. It was cool because we just walked down the street 
and the last name is Sestido. Mm-hmm. That's her her uh, last name from the village. Her her grandmother's uh, maiden name. So anybody named Sestido on the whole street in the whole village, any any street right walk down, any Sestido was waiting for us. Welcome, wow. So we went. We had food at. Ten different houses, dude. That's incredible. It looked, man. it looked amazing. Like you just walk down the street and they pull you in and they want yeah. you to stay all night for dinner. But yes. you, it's like four in the afternoon and you you have Antipod. a dozen more people you got to see. You yeah. know, so we didn't see half the people we were supposed to see yeah. because of these some surprise cousins will pop up and pull you in the house, yeah. break out espresso. Break out cookies. How was it called? Start making pasta right away, yeah, and I you're see, like, "Yo, I yo, don't, don't make dinner. We gotta go somewhere else." I seen a supersada and um, oh, all those, all those, Luke. you know, like a, yeah, the, yeah. I seen a hot supersada. Yeah, I seen you know the gabagola. Unbelievable, yo! You know the soup, uh, like the so soup amazing. that you made uh, or that you brought last week with the with the white beans. That was a soup. Uh, what, what's it called? Escarole and beans. That's escarole and beans. beans. Yeah. So her one her one cousin made something like that, just like. We, you know, we came in the house and she's like, "Oh, just start pulling ingredients out and threw shit in the pot." Did she make the cornmeal with it? It's uh, cornmeal, like cornbread. Not. I don't know. I'm not sure. I can't remember specifically, but, um, but yeah, they just start making a meal right in front of you, and it's they they don't tell you that it's for you. You know what I mean? You just, yeah, you assume yeah, right. they're making dinner for later for somebody else, but they start making food and it's for you right there on the spot. Um, man, I ate way too much food. It was all delicious. They were all so fucking nice, man. It's crazy. And now, do you understand why the Italian people have such pride? Yeah, man, they're nice. Yeah, in your opinion, food, would you not say like hospitable? the scoundrel Greeks? The rotten, <laughs> the rotten Germans. In fairness to the Greeks, we had some great hospita- hospitality. How about we them were, fucking uh, oranges we picked? Oh, we did all man, that work. That was a dirty trick. Yeah, no, it was fucked no, up. We were dying. Trick. We were like, yo, this is going to be awesome. I knew that was good. Me and Luke were walking fire. together in, in Cyprus. Yeah, we were or no. It was hot. And by Athens, the way, Athens. Athens, Athens by the way, they can never keep their hands off each other, I noticed. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, we have fun. What the fuck does that mean? So, uh... What the fuck are you talking about? So me and Luke are having fun in Athens, hands all over each other. Dudes <laughs> <laughs> uh, on shoulders. There are these delicious looking orange yeah, trees. Yeah, they looked perfect. The dude. oranges were like it was like Adam and Eve. They were like type, a picture like, perfect. Like, oh, dude, I can't yeah. wait for this. Fucking yeah, the leaves were dark yeah. green and the oranges bright, bright, bright fuck, orange. Yeah. And they looked so good, like little uh, cuties, clementines. And you know what the funny part is? I was noticing people looking at us. I think they all knew. Yeah, they were all good. They were ready like, I can't laugh. wait. Yeah, they were like, I can't wait for these two fucking retards to um <laughs> to pick this orange and take a bite out of it. So, <laughs> yeah, people look like out the window laughing yeah. like pointing. So I put Luke on my shoulders and we he picked a handful of oranges. So probably. excited. Master yeah, Master yeah, style. Had him in his shirt. He almost died, I almost dropped him. <laughs> And then we went around the corner because we thought we were going to get yelled at for eating somebody's oranges. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, we peeled a couple oranges and they tasted like just, like, it was like battery acid. Yeah, like those, <laughs> and it smelled like fucking death. Yeah, like like, like death. Those, that, that cheesy balls that you found on the floor like oh a, in the wintertime. Like like the people said they were orange. cooking oranges. That's oh, what they right, said, right, bitter, right. Yeah, bitter yeah. cooking oranges. Yeah. Like what do you cook yeah. with that? Like maybe just like the, the you get the zest out. Yeah, the of zest. Oh you know yeah? I mean? yeah, yeah, from the from the orange peel. You know? So you can't use the inside at all for anything. Uh, I'm not I sure. I can't imagine what for because it was disgusting. But we did have great meals in Greece. But yeah, that was a little that didn't go well. But yeah, man. No, I I 
I mean, Italian food is probably yeah, you always say? been my top of my list. Unbelievable. And now Th- you got a Thai food and Italian food. Now you food, see I the difference say. from Italian American food and Italian food. Oh, for sure. Yeah, right. it's different, right? right? A lot less uh, focused on the sauce. Well, you got to remember, Italian American food derived from the Northeast. So what grows great in the Northeast? The tomatoes. Easy grows from New Jersey, New York. That's where a big Italian population came first. So they used the tomatoes and everything. Over there, they got a lot more at their disposal with their gardens and stuff. It's not everything is tomato-based. That was another thing that was crazy. Everybody's food was from the backyard. Yeah. yeah fresh. The meat, the yeah, meat we ate, deal. the vegetables, everything Homemade was from pasta. the backyard. Yeah. The, the wine that my, my, they were serving my wife wine is from the backyard. Yeah, stepping yeah. on grapes. They do the same thing in Japan. I was in Japan. They sat me down for a meal. The family had an extra cat. They put the cat right on the grill and we ate him. <laughs> no, but no joke. I, 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 <laughs> they did take a shrimp. Well, and, like we had a shrimp like right out of the tank, and they they you know cut the head off, fried the head. We had fried shrimp head. It was like fucking a crazy. fried shrimp head. Yeah, it was fried delicious. Yeah, it's but like it, some, it was uh, crazy. Ray Ray would eat to see. Yeah, me and Jimmy. I eat that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, put some hot sauce Probably. on that shit. No, but uh, Italy, what a great place. I went there with my, uh, you know, I've been there playing with the, with the band, but you don't really get to experience stuff. So going with Julie and actually seeing people that live there, that's yeah, different, it right? Bonus. It was very cool. And, you know, I never really had, I don't have roots, I would say. Yeah. Like, like family roots. How dare you. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying the truth. I don't. And, uh, I, you know, it's disconnected. And that's most black families in America you, you're. They only go back. It only goes back. So, so your great grandmother, maybe as far as memory goes back, and then that's where it, where it stops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I can't trace my family because of racist roots. people like Luke. I mean, that's so again, <laughs> again with this. <laughs> what the fuck? That's not the so first wait, time I heard you say hold that. On, on hold on, hold on now. I'm getting mad. So, <laughs> so my son now has some roots. Yeah, not exactly. It's and nice. he and so he got to to witness his some of his roots, which yeah. is really cool. That's awesome. So it's something that I never really uh, got to to be able to know what that feels like. Yeah. But I could see him and how how cool it was for him, and it, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was awesome. He's man. more of a paisan than you know. It's he nice is. to have he's a more, reference. He's more Italian than my wife. It's nice to, to have references, you know. It is yeah. a little understanding, and then uh, it's what makes America great. Yeah, you know, but. Uh, Italy's a cool place. And when I they, when I went there, I mean, I was so far removed, but they acted like I was there forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because of my name, took me in, give me this, give me that, told me about this old one that I'm related to, that one. Half the people I don't even, never even heard of. It was a good time. The people are really excited to look out and, and help out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the English barrier because you know when you go to small towns because not everybody's from a major you know they they don't mind it you know a lot of some other places when you don't speak their native tongue they get kind of pissy you know. My but, wife had a cousin who met us at a train station. Yeah, in uh, Soverato, and she picked us up in her car, drove us everywhere, tr- said everything she had to say. Or that we had to say. She would say it two, three, four times because she had to translate it, you know yeah, what I mean, to, yeah. to, to everyone. And uh, she was with us the whole time. She just, just helping so out. Just, just excited to do it. Yeah. Which, you know, I would be like, oh, oh Jesus Christ, I got to fucking take, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, like, imagine if you had, if you had a... Uh, 
a deaf person with you and you or someone who was almost deaf and you yeah. just had to yell it really loud five times everything <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean well it's kind of like going on tour with evan i mean it's a, sure it's like an, ex- an sure elderly person Hmm? <laughs> Evan is like for people that don't know our bass player Evan Hello, everyone. he's the eldest member of the band and it's like having an old person to take care of on the road he has to like God. we are not at the point where we have to worry about our location at night uh, in perspective to the nearest toilet <laughs> we don't even have to think about that you know what I mean? But he, he chooses, does. He chooses the bed closest to the toilet. And he says it out loud. Like well, I'll sleep pee. in this one because it's closer in case I have to wake up and pee. Like, wake. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Keep that to yourself. If you got to wake up and pee. Just I, fucking In my whole roll. life, I, I can't even remember if I had to wake up and pee. I'm like, sure I wake When up I wake and up in the morning, I feel like I could go to the bathroom, but I never like wake and then think, like, I don't go back to sleep after. I, pee. I mean, I, if, if I wake up and I have to. Uh, piss as an adult would say urinate i say i would be annoyed because i probably won't go back to sleep yeah like i'm up now what's well, part of his thing as I'm an up, elderly I'm person go piss and now i'm like shit i guess i'll put on some netflix so when you're traveling with evan he's got to worry about stuff like that when he's gonna have a snack because if he doesn't have that snack he has he, i remember when i saw i saw this commercial and in the commercial they said if you suffer are you from, suffering from hypoglycemia yeah and i was like hypoglycemia i don't even know what that means but i bet i bet evan has that like i said that i didn't know if he really had that but it just sounds like something he would say he had yeah I know. so i said yo i saw this commercial and i was like oh evan would say he has it and he's like yeah i do have that <laughs> that's just when you have like low blood sugar and, blah, 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 and i'm like oh my this guy i feel so bad for this guy yeah he's falling apart oh you too with your broken nose well i, I was uh, you always got an ailment Luke, what happened you to your nose it's not an ailment it. it's just, i just well, got, if I it wasn't the nose it might be the hip or the foot uh, let's talk about I'm the using nose my stomach <laughs> I, uh, hip or the foot the nose not that i went dancing Joe, Joe, <laughs> I was in a mad ball pit, bro. Oh, that's uh, enough. Oh, we nice. kind of got off track. So, Luke had a great show. At Generation yeah, Records yeah. playing with the Stigma Band for Roger Merritt's book signing, which I want to get this book. Yeah, guy has an incredible Roger, life. Awesome. Then come the weekend, Luke goes to Brooklyn to see Madball playing Brooklyn, New York. Anytime you get to see Madball in yeah. New York is great. What was that venue? We set it off. Brooklyn Bazaar. Is that cool? Is that a yeah, cool I thought venue? it was dope. Yeah, I had fucking... I heard they got great food. Yeah, the food looked banging. Like, they had some fried chicken that, that looked, you know, like, better than a normal fried chicken. Nice. And then um, I noticed this macaroni and cheese. I think it oh. was like a jalapeno mac and cheese. Oh, mm. my God. Come on, Perfect. Man. Yeah, it was like perfect. You know, I don't like it with the jalapenos, you know, though. No, it wasn't. There wasn't jalapeno chunks in it. I think it might have just been a jalapeno cheese. Yeah, Yo, listen, like a pepper, like a pepper jack, I have, like a mixture of cheeses. I don't like pepper jack. I don't like oh, hot dude. cheese. I yeah, have jalapenos in my garden. Yeah, right now. Are they super hot? No, they're delicious. Yeah, but you gotta eat the, yeah, taste, the seeds are the hot part. Right? For you, they're delicious. Yeah. You can handle hot. I'm stuff. telling you, you would love these jalapenos. Really? They're not like I would never eat something just because it's hot. That's ridiculous. It's like flavor. it's flavor. Yeah. If it has a great flavor, like I hate when people say try this hot sauce and it's hot with no flavor. With no flavor. Just what's for the, the point of being it? Hot. Just yeah, Fucking just heat. like to, to on a dare almost. Yeah, that's, you, yeah, that's you want ridiculous. the flavor. But these jalapenos, I'm I'm growing in my garden, man. Hmm. You would yeah, love sure. them. It's almost sure. it's almost like a green pepper. Um, yeah. It's like a like a slightly spicier green pepper. Now, when I was in Italy, I was in the south a lot, Calabria, where you were. They would throw jalapenos on a lot of stuff. 
Like if I would get a pork chop, there'd be a big fat jalapeno on that. I was like, oh, just yeah. not like, yeah. Well, all of the cousins were talking about this festival, this pasta festival in August that brings 3,000 people to this little village of 900 people. And yeah. all of a sudden, 3,000 people show up for this pasta festival. Yeah. It's called Pasta La Ribiata, which means angry pasta. That's hot. Ooh. So it's just pasta with hot peppers in it. Yeah. And they just, all the all the women bring their biggest pot from their kitchen. Yeah. And they go out and they boil water. I, and they, I love Arabiata sauce. You could get it. You could buy it in the supermarket. I love it because I love it. It's like a little. When I make my own sauce, I do make it a little spicy, not crazy, but I do like a little spiciness. If if I'm having like macaroni, rigatoni, or whatever, and it's just with tomato sauce on it, I, I spice it up. Do you put crushed red pepper? Or do you, I, no, I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that because I could feel the chunks in it. Yeah, it's got like the seeds. It's yeah, like, it's yeah. like too. But it is good dense. flavor sometimes. Like yeah, that, that but I, I do like the flavor. I just don't like when I get you know chew on them, yeah, them I don't seeds. Either. So I buy this one called uh, Victoria's, and it's Victoria's Victoria's Arabiata. Oh, nice! And that's their her spicy version, and then other like more midigan ones like like uh, ragu. They'll have oh, like yeah, yeah, ragu yeah. fra diavolo oh, sauce, but it's almost like ketchup. But Victoria's is good, even a regular marinara. Because you know, making sauce right it takes, it takes a while. Ages, man. Yeah, Rayos, Rayos, I think. Rayos is good, but yeah. it's like really expensive for a yeah, little it's jar. Like seven bucks, yeah, for that. Yeah. for a jar like this, probably what like no, no, eight ninety nine to twelve bucks, easy. Yeah, uh, and Victoria's is in the middle. It'd be like four ninety nine. It's like the same side, but Victoria's is good. But yeah, Arabiata sauce is good. But that festival is probably like off the like. You know, a hot chili festival in Texas or something like you know. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of chili, dope, that's what we had for dinner tonight. Yeah, man, yeah, we went chili. to Brandon's Chili Shack. Got what a couple about? pounds of what? How <laughs> <laughs> you gonna disrespect my? <laughs> no, Richie's a chili master. I do make chili for you know, years. A bit, you know. Do you follow a recipe or you just play it by ear? Every I time? wing it all the time. Cool. You know what? I don't have. I, I usually when we have practice days. Chris comes Chris down with something. Today, man. But Chris wasn't replying to any text messages all week. Man, we didn't know if he was showing you're up. You're in a matrix more we didn't know if he was gonna, like, Even now, he's like just looking into the air like nothing. So we didn't know what he was bringing. <laughs> so I know the boys are coming. I got to have food. So I got like an hour. It's 1 o'clock. They're coming at 2. I run to the supermarket. What can I make? I always make sausage because it's easy, quick. And I said, you know what? Let me just get a big bucket of chili and make that. So I want it quick. It's not as... I would have took more time in preparation if I made it, you know, under better circumstances. Bad, but nice, I did what I had to do. Nice cheese blend to melt in there. It was delicious. Thank you, I thank ate way you. too much of it. I, I need a little brioche. Yeah, it was good, I should have had a little sour. I like to put sour cream oh, yeah, oh, yeah. in my chili when it's real piping hot. Sour cream cools it off, thickens it up, gives it a little milky texture on top. Then you put the shredded cheese. That melts, sticks it together. Now you get nice clumps. You could use a fork instead of a spoon. Oh. I might go get some more chili right now. Eat it. Yo, whenever, whatever you want. I don't know. Put it away, man. I wish I had a Martin's uh, potato, potato roll. The roll. famous Pennsylvania brand, yeah. Martin's Potato Rolls. And for hot dogs, hamburgers, Luke had a great idea of making <laughs> sloppy Joes or messy Giuseppe's, Ooh, as yeah, we like yeah. to say. And uh, maybe next time we'll do that. But we'll go back to the topic. You saw Madball Friday. I saw Madball last night in New Jersey. They yeah, sounded they, tremendous. Yeah, did a shit. And I, 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 even if I go and not want to get... Sweaty or you can't dancing, I can't help myself. You can't. I can't. I don't, it's insane. I, <laughs> I put just, it, it's just. I, I, I made a viral video of you, Luke. I made I know, a viral video of you from shot. This Is Hardcore, <laughs> and I said nobody 
loves Madball as much as Luke. Luke Rowe. I'm sure there is, but I, I think don't think so. Just, I don't think so. They're awesome. They're amazing. I defy anyone to show it's you. It's kind of like for your Madball. video looked like a dog on the opposite side of a, a stake. It's like a, with a, a fence <laughs> dividing them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that was like, he's like, ah, ah, like he wants to be, he can't get past that fence. Oh my God. That's yeah. what he's like. He's, he's, he's drooling Luke, a little you bit. Bug the fuck out. Well, that was, I was on the stage. Yeah, I was bugging out, but I was like, you know, in New York, you just gotta, I gotta represent. No doubt. You know no doubt. And guess what? Last night was Hoya Rock's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, love awesome. you, Hoya. Happy birthday. Yo, like he can't be over. He's probably right around fifty years old, right? He's still young. Fifty? Hoya? Yeah. No. No, I don't think way. he's fifty. No, nah. Hoya. He's probably like forty. No what, he's like, like probably forty-seven, <laughs> maybe forty-six. Hoya. Oh, yeah, you, Hoya? Forty-nine, maybe. Forty-nine? No way. Nah. nah. No way. Look at him, though. He's, he's in his late thirties or early forties. He looks like I would the, say 46, 47. He looks like the crypt keeper, the guy. What are you talking about? Nah. I think. No. I think he's like. 39, 40, not even. Listen, get off his jock, you. 39 or 40? I think he's 39, 39 or 40. You think he's younger than me? I think he's younger How than you. How dare you? How I'm dare saying, you? I think he's a young guy. Oh, I don't nah, know. He's young, he's, I'm trying to be funny. I'm Everybody to, uh, send us your guesses for Hoya's age. No, Hoya would never tell. We'll gentleman never tells his age. <laughs> but yeah, it was his birthday. He got a lot of adoration, a lot of people, a lot of love. You want to know something people funny like that happened? Hoya. He's a good man. Last night is that, so I put a uh, picture on Instagram said happy birthday to Hoya you know yeah. and my wife thought she was commenting on the picture and you, know, you ever like start to comment on a picture on Instagram and you 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 tag somebody you say at whatever and then it's a message and it sends a message to them <laughs> so she was like look at look what I said about you for like a half an hour she's like look what I said I'm like it's, it's not showing up what are yeah. you talking about and I'm just not showing up <laughs> So she sent a private message to Hoya. Uh, <laughs> oh, Try, but she was, so, so she was trying to embarrass me. Aha, Julie. And uh, ended up backfiring. I like when girls do dumb shit like that when they think they're <laughs> outsmarting a man. You don't yeah. outsmart a man. Really <laughs> don't you ever try that. You. But now I got to worry about that shit, you know. That's now I got to worry about this, Luke. Can you believe this? <laughs> a lot of shady shit going on. Hoya. I got to worry about this now. No, that was great. He had a nice nah, birthday, cool, and uh, they're working on a new album. We got the split coming out still. Hey, what everybody think of the new intro, huh? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a powerful mm-hmm. fucking Send intro us, for the Post America. Uh, it is, it is. I'm already getting people that say we, they want us to put on iTunes for sale. They want to buy the intro, <laughs> the full-length versions, 45 how do you, minutes. How do you put one song on iTunes? How do you do that? Can you do that? I can, yeah. Yeah? Because I'm a record label owner. Oh, oh shit. What record label? Fast Break Records, baby. Oh, Fast shit, Break, that's baby. Right. A proud sponsor of Post America Podcast. That's oh, yeah, true. yeah. This is, that's right. It's a, this, it's, a, you know, it's a different party that owns. That's right. That's right. I don't like to be in case somebody tries to hold me for ransom. I don't got nothing. <laughs> None you could get out of me. I don't know these Fast Break millionaires. You got offshore accounts. I don't know nothing. I know they, sent us, they sent us checks here and there. That's all. But uh, yeah, the new intro and then uh, it's just all good. But yo, we were talking. Is that we, the trap mix? We were talking. You like that, right? Oh, yeah. But you know, we'll see what's up. We were talking yesterday. Big news. I'm driving home from the Madball show. I got friends in high places. I'm getting text messages. Mm-hmm. Something fishy going on. Huge earthquake registered in North Korea. It's no way it's a real earthquake. I said, what do you know, Charlie? I said, let's say Charlie. Keep his name private. <laughs> What do you know, Charlie? Blah, blah, blah. He tells me. Sure enough, I wake up this morning. North Koreans confirm a huge missile test, a nuclear blast. That is a huge problem. They're getting ready for something. 
Trump said many times, it's when they were getting loud, which North Korea always gets loud, he got loud back. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. I guess he never read a history book about World War II and the atomic bombs in Hiroshima. But anyway, he said if they threaten us one more time or launch another missile, they're going down. Since then, they did six launches, mm-hmm. many threats. Soon, we go, are going to have to go into, the way I see it, knowing his personality, we're going to have to go into a nuclear war scenario. What do you think? I think it's inevitable. Fuck. And you know what is crazy is that before the album comes out, I have a friend in high place also, <laughs> maybe the same as yours. I don't know. Charlie, they might know each other. Let's call him Samuel. Charlie and Chuck. So, <laughs> Charlie and Samuel. Uh, he said, absolutely, the biggest problem. The biggest threat on the horizon for the United States is North Korea, and this was told maybe a couple—I don't know—a couple weeks ago. Let's let's call it a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And he said it's—they have an actual unit in certain branches of uh, Jesus government that is scary oh, time. Man, I, I'm trying to say this without. Um, yeah, you don't want maybe to give away too much. It. Maybe you should say it. Maybe I said too much. There are <laughs> are units of sort of like uh um Don't give him any information, Joe. Don't really. give any information, Joe. Yeah, don't. Don't. This is a privileged table. We don't want to lose. We're talking to the peons of the world. They don't need to know this. We're talking to the survivors. Just follow directions We're when they're given. We're talking to the survivors of post America. And I want to I want them to be well informed. And let that be known. When we picked out the name Post America for this podcast, people said, what the fuck does that mean? Now you're learning. This podcast will exist in the original as well as the post-America that you know. Mark my words. We know something. Do you some things. remember in uh, Terminator Salvation when they found that rogue radio signal? Yes, Joe. That's what we are. This is this is the resistance. Now if listen, you're hearing this, this, now listen. If they send one of these, you over, are the resistance. New York is safe. They ain't gonna they ain't gonna reach this. Cali might be out. Well, you never know. Basically, New York is safe. That's the number one target for everybody. Yeah, but basically, not for that. there's people on standby in in case. Oh, delicious! In case our president Donald J. Trump says the wrong thing. Yeah, there are people on standby. Just for that reason, that he might tweet something ridiculous, he might say something ridiculous, he might make some bullshit up. There are people on standby. I think I mentioned that on the podcast that he already made a tweet that the powers that be witnessed people responding to his tweet because he's the leader of the free world in a way which could have easily started World War III. Yeah, you did cover that. His tweet saying that a fleet was headed to North Korea because North Korea did one of their threats, triggered a response from North Korea to react. When North Korea reacted, we saw North Korea's true allies also reacting in unison. Those allies included Russia as well as China. They were ready to go to war with North Korea against aggressors of North Korea. I'm not saying they would do stuff if North Korea would be the the starter of the conflict. 
But if we ignite the conflict, it seems clear China and Russia are with North Korea. This is like an ancient military tactic also. You you basically f- make your army f- uh, flinch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like fa- like pretend like you're you're about to do something or send a couple of guys over to do. So it, it appears that you're attacking from one way mm-hmm. and just sit back and observe which units move, which uh, look for any ambushes, look for. You this know what is I mean? the thing, yeah. though. While maybe now we recognize who's got North Korea's back, we always assume that anyway. But if North Korea actually think actually thinks it's a real threat, which they did for that. And they react in a way where they, let's say there was an American boat out there because the Navy didn't know of his tweets. The head of the Navy wasn't informed that any fleets were going. It was yeah, a random bad news, man. So imagine they just go off on the nearest boat and those dudes well, are chilling, well, listen, playing backgammon. Not even the Navy. What happens if he's like, oh, the Americans are coming and they start opening up on Seoul with all that heavy artillery they have in the hills? Yeah. That's that's you know that's a high death toll in a very short time, man. Yes. So it seems that that what's going away. Luke thinks New York is safe. Well, my friend, if Russia is on the side of the North Koreans, New York is a memory, a bowl of dust. Here in the Poconos, where we train every day to survive, where we have rations, food, ammunition, weaponry, and high levels of training. We're prepared. We're not sitting on our stoops all day talking about who's got the best pizza. The fuck? We're out there training. We're doing push-ups. We're at the shooting range. We're throwing grenades. That's what we're doing at six, seven, and eight years old. What are you doing? You playing softball? Dressing up with socks up to your knees? What are you doing? Fuck out of here, bro. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. This is a sensitive subject. We're going to war. Everybody, calm down. Rich, your passion is inspiring. Truly. Listen, <laughs> I'm down for what a mama Luke. I'm down for a war. I got to be honest. I got nothing going on. The record writing is going very slow. <laughs> I got. <laughs> you might as well go to war. Well, might as well just have. While well, you're waiting on these lyrics, I got so much ammunition built up at this point. I feel like if if something doesn't pop off, wasted a lot of uh, time, effort, and loot. You know what I mean. Uh, I but this is like more of a revolutionary scenario I'm ready for. The nuclear holocaust deal. Yeah, yeah that wasn't quite what you yeah. were thinking. Yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't hoping for that one. I want to recommend everyone to uh, subscribe to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History That's podcast. incredible, incredible. Dan Carlin, C-A-R-L-I-N, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. And the episode number uh, 59, <laughs> episode 59 is about... The the onset of nuclear weaponry. Oh, Excellent, fuck. man. You heard and it? And he presupposed a lot of things, man, yes. that are happening now. Check it's it out. Pretty pretty wild. Um, he brings up a lot of scenarios that have happened. He talks about the the Cuban Missile Crisis. He talks about how the the power we had when once we were the only ones who had it. We had the ultimate power. We could kind of yeah. have our way with the world. But now it's not like that anymore, and it's uh, it's there's a fine line, man. It's a tightrope walk, mm-hmm. trying to trying to negotiate terms with other countries and get what you want and let them have what they want. It's it's fucking it's scary crazy man. out there. It's scary. And I want to keep the two scenarios I put on this podcast in the past. I want to keep them on record. Scenario number one: North Korea is a problem. This could be. Our solution. 
We know that they are messing around with missiles, bombs, nuclear energy all the time. We know that. We know they had some disasters in their preparation and building of these weapons. We could do a preemptive strike on them, set it up in a fashion which makes it look like their own fault. Their own bomb went off while in the making or during the testing and devastated their whole city. You could put that out there. You feed the news a little bit. You have to be careful of independent satellites, foreign satellites. You know what I mean? Donald Trump could just tweet it. He could be like, can you believe these fucking morons? Well, we got to worry about Russian satellites seeing a missile flying in. Hashtag sad. But if we could get a sort of cloaking device on some kind of missile or a really uh, uh, something that flies very low in the atmosphere, you could kind of blame it on that. That's scenario number one. We could do a preemptive strike, destroy the whole place, and blame it on an accident that they had. Scenario number two that I mentioned, I want to keep on record because this is likely. They strike first. We roll the dice and we shoot down their missile and then destroy them. Then Donald Trump goes down in history as the greatest president ever, which I would hate to see that because I don't. <laughs> I would hate to see it, but that's what would happen. Well, there's also the other scenario that they, they keep talking about. They want to hit Guam. Well, check just, this out. They, Before you start with that, here's another offshoot of that second scenario. <laughs> there is no preemptive strike. We just say there's one. Okay. What the fuck? Ladies and gentlemen, everyone prepare. North Korea has launched nuclear missiles headed to America. <laughs> it's Meanwhile, 1927. <laughs> Meanwhile, two minutes before the, the government, two minutes before the government puts out that information, we are sorry to interrupt we got, this program. We got suckers send it over there. So now North Korea is chilling. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yo, America's saying we just launched. Boom! And you're oh, dead. Oh, my God. We crushed them. What happened? What happened? Luckily, we shot down the missiles that they were sending here, and we retaliated, and they're gone. You know what I have? Boom! Put me as in president. You know what they want to do, too? I bet. We- Obama phone? Put me in that motherfucker. Which is easy, too. <laughs> if you see, North Korea, I think it's hard because they don't, they're not online. Like, it's so technologically... <laughs> Such technological backwater, but they could easily get in the centrifuges and make their shit explode like when they were testing <laughs> they the same could. kind of thing. That'd be the way to do it. That's a, a possibility. <laughs> if I was the president, Chris would be in my staff, in my cabinet. Jesus. Right next to the Mac. You might not understand half the shit he's up. saying to you. Fucking false. I'd allow Chris to ha- hire his own translator. <laughs> <laughs> what did Chris just say? He said that the preemptive strike would be... <laughs> I wouldn't have Luke in my cabinet, though. Oh, my God. He's very moody. You know what I mean? <laughs> One day we're going to war. The next day he wants peace. World peace can't Chris, be Chris, what were you saying about Guam? That's where uh, the North Koreans, they said that they want to hit Guam. They right? say that their next that's, launch that's is going can, to Guam. That's they what they say. This is, all this is going to yeah. get the missile ready. And then <laughs> Did Guam, Guam do something to them? Like, it's, it's a part the, of the U.S. It's a part of the U.S. Big Navy base there. Oh, okay. And it's okay. the nearest kind of thing. Well, they could. I mean, we got, we got troops in Japan. If they want to go that route, it's even closer. I don't know why to mess with Guam. Well, they, we have they got troops right over the border on the parallel. totally. You know, we got a 
I don't know, 30,000 troops, whatever it is, South Korea. But they want to knock out the uh, the naval base on Guam. Like, they, they singled that out. And they say it several times. Like, you know, they had, I think it was on the news not too long ago. Like, you see uh, the dude checking out the plans and they're looking at the trajectories and he's through the island of yeah. Guam. Where they, mm, well, the last, the last uh, missile that they sent over Japan that, let's just say, it blew up in, in air, malfunctioned over Japan. That would fuck. That would suck for Japan. That's probably worse yeah. than uh, yeah. In as far as radiation fallout, it's worse than. Uh, I don't think they have any war blowing on it, it up on the ground. After the last one, they said this is in preparation for our next launch, which will be at Guam. That's what they're saying straight up. They're telling you they want to hit Guam, like they want to make sure. That so what do you do? You know what I mean? Let's say I was president. All you guys are my my three generals. Yeah, what the fuck? That's and a, I give yeah. that like scenario. A, like a threat. That's like that's that's a. It is. They've been threatened for years, everybody. You know but let's say I give that scenario of, I want to put out a false report that they attacked us. Before we put out the report, we just launched six suckers over there, and by the time it's on air, they're mm-hmm. devastated. We say we shot down their original thing, so let's throw up a dud, let it go down in the middle of the Pacific somewhere, get a couple CNN. Fox cameras on the dud, take pictures, have Luke paint a little Korean flag on it. Yeah, you might have to now, do, do that, Now, do you man. guys, as my generals, do you say, this guy's fucking crazy, or do you say, okay, let's do it and kill millions of people preemptively? I'm sure they've, they've already I'm asking that. you! I think they've already been discussed. I'm asking you! If it's the best scenario. You're my general. I think that. Are you with this plan or not? You know, Chris, you can't even ask him about a song. Chris, goes, are you ah, with I this like, plan or like not? It. I don't know. I got a question. You're, Luke, you're are you with this plan or not? I said, yeah, if it's the best scenario and it makes more sense. Do you think sense. that we should do this? I would say go for it. Joe, you with this plan or not? I mean, we got to think about it a little it's bit. With huh? It's with heavy heart. It's with heavy heart, yeah, but it's it, with it heavy must be heart. done. If it must be done, it must be done, man. So you're saying you would go for it? I think... Listen. Let's let's, you let's, think North let's Korea? Con- let's and if Matt don't agree with whack okay, Matt, condense, go ahead. Let, let's let's bring the scenario go, to Matt. something more relatable. Let's say I'm on the street, and uh, there's a whatever. Let's say a North Korean guy. That motherfucker! What are you doing there? He fires. A, <laughs> let's say he fires a gun. You're shooting a gun in my he, country. He fires a gun in the air. Right. Okay. And I'm like, oh fuck! This guy just shot a gun. You got my full attention. Yeah. He shoots a gun again, same gun, hmm. shoots it a little bit closer to me. And whack him out. Right? And he says he's going to shoot he you. Let's say he shoots another, he shoots it again, and it's a little closer in the other direction. And shoot. then he says he's going to shoot and you And then next. he says this next one is going <laughs> oh, to hit oh, you. Chris, what side are you on? What do I do? Should I, should I not shoot him? Should I not attack him? Should I not pre- prepare myself? No, well, you have to be prepared. I have to that. assume that he's out of his fucking mind and he's gonna he's now, go, he's out that, to destroy that's, me. That's fine. That's a good assumption. But make that but let's fucking say move. That you have an injured wrist and only birdshot shotgun pellets, and he has a family behind him that has nothing really to do with him. Now do you take the shot? Because that's more of the scenario we're in. It is more of the scenario. And again, I say... <laughs> hold on a second. That's not the scenario. Yes, <laughs> Let me back that up. It is. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. Do you think Kim Jong-un's going down when we launch or all the civilians? Does he have a nation of people cheering his name 
Out of fear, I think so. Maybe out yeah. of fear. Are they cheering his name? If you're in the Matrix with Neo, you got to kill anybody that tries to attack you because they could all potentially be agents. But does, do they have a huge problem with people trying to escape? Yeah, I'm sure they do. So I, sure. these people are doing what they can to survive. Probably. You're doing you know that survival. It's, if you do the, if you, you have the, the. I love you, North Korean people. I don't want to hurt you. If you make the first strike, you're, gonna, you're condemning. Who knows how many millions of people are going to be vaporized? Like so, you have to be okay with saying, "Listen." In this it. scenario, this this is getting swept under the rug. The, your dirty your dirty deed is only known to you and your top generals. Okay. Yes. In this scenario, it's not going to be it's not going to be found out what you did. In, you in hope this, not. In this going to be conspiracy up theory immediately. Immediately, Alex Jones is going to be calling you out. A lot no, of people are going to be Trump. calling you out. He'll, okay. If not, it's Trump. But in this scenario. You. This is about your conscience, it really more is. than anything. This is about your conscience. So, can you live with making a preemptive strike on someone who is really looks like he's gonna attack you, Chris? He's really he's he wants you to believe that he's gonna attack you. He's doing everything in his power to make you believe he's going to attack you. I don't see. It as a as big of a morality issue since he's so aggressively oh, trying is, to convince is. you he's going to attack you. He is now. If he launches that Guam and he can't shoot it down and it hits the military base, yo, that that fucking blows. And then we have to do what we. Then you can have. Then it's. Then you have to take all your gloves off and you're totally in the right. You have to do it anyway. You have to do it. You're gonna you're gonna end up, you know, blasting the place out of existence. So General Joe, did he persuade you at all to change your stance? Listen, I understand that whole. Thing, but I say you should just be a little slightly more cautious. I, I would think that would have to be how the, so. It would have to be the you know you have to have the missiles ready to go. Yeah, you know? he's got to go. Of course, they're ready. They're ready to go right now. You know, I'm saying North Korea. Okay, maybe maybe pre- President just, Rich. My pro- my problem is with the, is with is simply with obliterating millions of civilians. Of course. You know, I do not thought you shouldn't take him out. You should blast his. I just want complete out. cooperation from my staff before I make this decision. You heard from General Joe. Now listen to President Rich. You heard his 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 story. It's, it's, everything it's, is true. It, everything. Yeah. This man is saying he's going to do something. Imagine if we wait for him to do it and then we. Okay. Now, now listen to this. But, you know, he, they've been Will for these people years. in North Korea? He hasn't said he's going to bomb Guam in four years. It's all new rhetoric, and it's all revolving around a lot of missile tests. Now, does North Korea have a huge problem with people trying to escape? Yeah, I mean, you know. Okay. Are all these people in North Korea going to die eventually anyway? I mean, <laughs> well, that's a, well, are we all going to die eventually? Exactly. That's kind of fucking a weird... Good point, right? It, it, it is weird, but... They're going to die anyway. Well, you could say the same thing with sure. everything then. Like. But we're the ones. We're we going to throw the first punch at them. They're probably saying they want us dead. And then when, when one of their generals says, yo, they're going to bomb us next, though. Let me, let me, well, we're going to die let anyway. Let me say this. What happens if the military has the ability to shoot down anything he throws up? We don't. Yeah, Let's just don't, say. Chris. We that's, want that perception. And that's what my plan is, to pretend that we did that. Chris, I, my, my plan is to let... Pretend they struck first. Pretend we dropped their bomb. We retaliated, crushed them. We look like heroes. We save America. Meanwhile, we strike first, and we got rid of a problem. <laughs> All right, Chris. Let me let me put it to you this way, General Chris. He's General Mavramatis, compassionate general. General Mavramatis. General Bevan, sir, go on. You are concerned about the. <laughs> Conscious, 
conscience residue of preemptively striking North Korea. And I could totally understand that. And that's completely, yes. You're, You're a, a good, good man. man. You're a good man. <laughs> You're a good man. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> General Maramatis, how would your conscience feel if you didn't preemptive sh- preemptively strike them? After hearing this idea. After hearing this idea, and they blow up our naval base in Guam. Put a bullet in your, would your fucking conscience, head. Would your conscience be any more any more or less tarnished than if you preemptively uh, strike North Korea? Mm. Mm, that's a, that What is, would you feel worse about? You would feel like a bag well, of shit. Well, I, I mean, I have to root for America. Yeah, but what would, you feel, would feel what would you feel worse about? You're going to win in the end as a nation. You're going to win in the end. You're a general. You're going to be safe. But you're going to remember, wow, those guys tried to tell me to do something. Oh, yeah, of course. And I, I stopped it. And look what happened. Or you have to live with, I, I don't think that would ever happen maybe, if, but we did it anyway. We killed all those people. I wish we didn't do that. For the, rest, way. for the rest of your life, they're going to be talking about the Guam strike. And keep this in mind. And they're going to be like, yeah, we lost a lot of good men that day. And you're going to bow your head. You, you, you might have shed to, a but tear. sometimes, like, you know, Roosevelt uh, let Pearl Harbor get hit. So they, they say. That's the all they say. Churchill put troops that he knew were going to die behind enemy lines. He put, you know, 3,000 paratroopers down. And he, you know, so, so they did can't we learn? Know. Can't we learn we from know those that they had wow. machine. The man I thought was compassionate. It turns out he's just cold. Yeah. Hey, they bomb Pearl Harbor. No. We knew that. So, no, so I'm what? I'm not saying that. I'm, hey. I'm saying sometimes you have to be strategic in the longer term. But how? In what order is, to achieve the overall goal. Honestly, though, what is more strategic than this plan? Well, you know what happens? If you... It, and if it comes out and it's not believable, let's just say it's not believable, then you run the risk what, what of is believable? the world with the Russians and the Chinese. What is, yeah, but I think once after that devastation, people will fall in line. People will fall in line. They might, but, you, but you know, you might start, they might see it on the radar, them, you, you, you nuking them, and they might just open it up too. So that's the danger. I don't think they will. It's the escalation. I don't think they the will. I would say this. I'm putting money down that they, they are more rational. They're more interested in their own well-being than North Korea. How many I don't think they will. Cons- conspiracy theories mm-hmm. have been in existence since mm-hmm. 9/11, which is oh, coming up. Dozens upon dozens. Dozens upon dozens. Have any of them made a dent of difference? Not one. Are some of them extremely some believable? Some more totally. certainly are, of course. Yeah. I would say a lot of them are very yeah. believable. If some I'm are plausible, if I'm some in, in plausible. the inner circle. And I'm part of this fake scenario we're talking about. I'm going to assume whether it's real or fake, there's going to be a group of people that believe it's fake or real. Like, it's just going to, like, there's people that, they go against everything. There's people that think the world is flat. Like, you know, there's. And since we're, and that's we're great. in the over office here. We're the ones in the war room. And keep this in mind, Chris. We are the puppet masters, bro. And keep this in mind, Chris. Once we tell you this plan, <laughs> for real, if you don't go along with the plan, <laughs> Sorry, we're whacking you. Yeah, I, 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 I want you to go along yeah. with this. We got to get just, rid of you. Not just for the we plan. We got to put something in that burger. Like, we not just for the plan. Why don't you eat up and we'll tell you. We can't let you walk out of this room yeah. not with this plan. Either you're with it. You know what happens. Or, I know what happens. Or you, we're sending a, a, a nice letter to your family. You know, let them know how what a good guy you are, but you choked on a yeah. fucking chili dog Did today. Great service to your country, you know, and then, uh, yeah. all right. And that's the end of it. A message, Giuseppe. A message, Giuseppe. Yo, that's a tough call. I understand what Chris is saying, but 
Listen, if it's go time and and this is actually the cabinet right here, Luke is down. Right he wants to kill everybody. Luke is down. I hate to do it, and this is not an easy decision, even though I made it in about a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask I'm, you this: I'm, go, go. I'm going with uh, I'm yeah, going with the preemptive yeah. strike. So, do you really believe North Korea is that much of a threat right now? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Then I, based on and especially based on the sources who told me that they actually are, the source I got said they are a threat. But the source that they're I wild, got, they're, they're the source I got made it kind of seem like our guy is the biggest threat. Now what if they thinking the same way we're fucking thinking? Right? They now? can't do that. They can't do it. They don't have the reach yet. They can't. I mean, they if they say uh, we're firing on Guam because America fired on us. It's just not believable. You know, it's not believable. And the other way, it's totally believable because they keep on saying they're going to do and it. And they keep firing missiles. Yeah. They yeah. keep on like, firing missiles. We, that's what I'm saying. If, if there's people that are thinking as crazy as I'm thinking right now in, in positions of power, in my mind, yo, they're setting this up. Beautiful. I'm going to demolish these dudes. I'm going to let them fire a couple more test missiles. I'm going to find a nice dummy to drop in somewhere in the ocean, a little thing to set off a sonar signal for some proof. And we got him. Oh, Joe's taking a picture. I'm not even in the picture. What's up? I don't know if I am here. Zoom out here. Whoa. Well, Chris, high resolution. Good, good, good. Nice little picture for the people at home. This is a picture from the war room. All right, anyway. That's, that's, I well, like I that know, one. They, he's, it's going to be interesting to see how it really it pans out. Now, Joe, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to remember this conversation. And if nothing happens, I'm going to say, you were ready to kill all those motherfuckers for nothing. <laughs> you were ready to kill all of those peoples for nothing. I mean, you know I would win. say to you that this was a private conversation in the Oval freaking office with your generals. And how dare you use that against me? Well, we'll see I'll blow happens. the lid off this whole... I'll I'm bringing it. you all down. It's just locker room talk, bro. You know it's just what? Locker room talk, man. You might, North Korea by the pussy. You might yeah. choke on a, on a chili dog too, my friend. Yeah. But that's a good. Keep those scenarios in mind. And if we attack North Korea, remember what I said here. It's these you know things what? are possible. They may do it, and you also may see that the the naval contingents out on maneuvers. When they get hit and it's just a skeleton crew, you know, yeah. people are evacuated and then Guam is hit. Like and we then might all of a yo, we destroy the whole place. We might put in exactly a couple scrubs out there on a U boat, getting a little too close for comfort, just to let them get picked off so we could have a reason to have do a reason what we to want do to do. That's tactics that have been used before. I'd hate to yeah, see it. It's the truth. But I almost feel like my own dummy scenario is a way to save American lives. To pretend that they struck first, but Chris is right. They could do that. They could put in like, let's oh, let's reissue that 1989 battleship. Get a little too close for comfort. The North Koreans get nervous. They hit it. Now we got reason to destroy everything in sight. Meanwhile, probably people like us would be on board with that sucker. Yeah, you know <laughs> it would I mean? be us. Yeah. Well, not us, but people like us that decided to join the military. Think right about on. it. That's, yeah, that's what it is. It is people is. like us. It's it people is. younger, like us yeah. and younger. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's what's in the military. People when I 18, 18 yeah. to 22. It's our friends. It's our little brothers, exactly. our cousins. Our, it's it's, it's a, the youth of America, man. When yeah. I uh, finished my SEAL training, I, w- I remembered, you know, this is... Uh, SeaWorld. This is a real <laughs> thing here, man. I'm a, Try not to have a flashback, Richie. <laughs> Why? So you can edit me? Get out of here, you! Chris is always editing me when I get flashbacks. Way, 
Did I tell you what he did to me? I had a Vietnam flashback, and I said I was <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, and I said I was knee deep in gook meat during my flashback. You know, a little fun thing. And let's see if he does it again. He edited it out. Of course. Like this, I'm just being funny here. Everybody knows I'm part Vietnamese. I could say that if I want. Yeah, we eat that food all the time. Yeah, we invented the noodle. All right, anyway. See, Chris, Chris is, stop your Chris shit. Chris is a no, strict really. producer. Yeah, you, you, he's, he's a strict yeah, producer. He don't play games, man. He keeps the shit. I'm by the book, ship. Luke. I'm by the book. He yeah, runs well, a tight that's, ship. That's why, you're, you know. Chris is looking out for post-America podcast down the road. Listen, what are you going to do? When we sell Those out. Those people got no voice. When we sell out and we have to <laughs> do a Target commercial. Kill, kill, kill. But that goes on to, to that, do that goes on to another company commercial. Another topic we talk about North Korea. That's a hot topic of the day. Another hot topic of the day is political correctness to the point where it's obscene. It's destroying things. In my opinion, yes, I hate Nazis. Nazis are bad. I understand that. But we have Nazis and extreme right wing maniac goofballs are the ones promoting free speech. And then the politically correct extreme left is shutting it down. They're starting to make the left look bad, look like the dummies. And there's, there's, for the average person that doesn't have as much time as they need to look into all topics, just they're saying, wow, these guys are asking for free speech, and these guys are just shutting down everything in sight, whether it's a comedian or an actual Nazi. Huh, which one is bad? Well, at least this guy says free speech. At least he accepts I could say something in response to defend myself. These other people are saying I have no defense. I can't say anything. Yeah, you- if they point at me and call me something, then I, if they say I'm a racist, I have to accept it. I can't even talk back. If they say I'm a sexist, I have to accept you it. Know- I get- That's a problem in this time. The right is commandeering. Is that the right word? Free speech. Yeah, they are in, in a lot of ways. And you know what gets me with that is how the the left is so quick to brand everyone a Nazi. It's like, listen, you're, you know, there's a certain set of parameters, really. There has to be some kind of a criteria to somebody's a Nazi. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone, if you're a businessman or you're, you know, you're a Nazi somehow, you know, it's like, that is crazy. It's crazy. If you believe, if you're a capitalist, you're a Nazi. If you're, if you own Walmart, you're a Nazi. If it's like, yeah. if you want uh, cheaper taxes for corporations, you're a Nazi. If you don't want the General Lee taken off the market as a toy, you're a Nazi. Now you could call those people. You're an exploiter. You're a capitalist. Uh, you know, pig. You're exploiting. You know, people and for whatever reason, then that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, Nazi. That's it's especially when there are actual wrong Nazis. branding. There's, there's actual yeah. Nazis. There's Nazis there. that call themselves Nazis. Yeah, it's fucking. They walk around with flags and, and tattoos, and uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a weird time, man. But it's a hot topic. I would say I've always been like, you know, I've always leaned left. Me too. Historically. And it's become such a... It's almost a burden now. It's a burden. It is. It's an, and it's an embarrassment because the, like you said, the, the it's become the the party of like dummies who don't want to debate or don't know how to debate yeah so you have and somehow that goofy other party is starting to look intelligent they're starting to look legit yeah and it's a shame because i don't i don't only because they're willing to talk it's because they're more yeah and they're more tolerant of people saying crazy shit 
Yeah. They have to. You Which ha- is it's supposed to be like the, the left wing liberal thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, just be what the you want, left, man. Listen, you have to be able to confront people on the field of ideas and defend yourself and outfox them and get your position, get your point across. Outfox if them you like run that. away and then you just ban any kind of speech. It, it's a sign. That's a sign of weakness. Yeah. When you can't dismantle their argument, you can't. You're gonna say you you can't dismantle a neo-Nazi's argument. You can't dismantle some total right-wing maniac's uh, economic plan. You 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 lack the intellectual acumen to sit there and just dismantle it piece by piece. That acumen. scares you to the point where you have to. You can't hear it. That's a problem. You have to be able to. That's, that's the problem. first step. Is you have to be able to defend yourself in the field of ideas. So articulately, and yeah. not only that, but the right seem to be able to recognize uh, allies. The left can't even recognize their own allies. Yeah, no, that, they no. go at they, they, yeah. anyone who is slightly right of the most extreme left. Like you have allies all over the place. You easily have the 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 ideas that the majority of the people agree with, but yet. You just attack everybody. Well, listen, they said the left will eat itself. And the problem yeah. is you run the risk now. You're at the border where it becomes farcical, where you become a caricature of yourself. You're stra- they're strengthening the right. caricature of yourself. They're strengthening you the have, right. You just, you're just giving your enemies, you're playing right into it. Uh, for, for the last century, let's say, what is the ugliest word in the English language? Wop. Just say it to yourself. Wop. Oh. Moist. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What is it? Moist. Jesus. Okay, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. Guinea, probably. Yeah, the ugliest word in the, in the English language. Zip. A, sh- a showstopper. Zip, true. You say it. You say it in a room, and it either the room turns silent or it turns completely. Well, you angry. said in the last century. Okay, I mean, was century? Maybe that's a little. Let's say century 50, ago, let's, say no fi- let's say fifty years. Let's say fifty years. I'd say even less. Maybe fifty years will be like civil rights movement. Yeah, okay. The late 60s, mm-hmm. okay? So, for the last 50 years, this this word has become a conversation stopper. Yeah. Okay? And it should be. And it should be. Which word but are we talking the, about? The, so you still I just want to explain. <laughs> I just want to explain the 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 power of this word and yeah. and the the extreme left has taken a lesson from this, okay? Mm-hmm. The, there's power in this word. Where if you say it, you're automatically put into a, a uh, what, what would you call it? Like a group of people, Chris. Like a, um, well, you, you're, you're being uh, stereotyped. Stereotype, a typecast. Just by yeah. saying it, you're, you're, you're doing that to yourself, right? So I think there's a certain element of the left that has recognized that. And used it almost to their advantage. So now they say words like Nazi, racist. And these words are becoming what the N-word is. They're becoming that because people can't use their their uh, skills of um, whatever. They, they don't know how to debate. They don't know how to reason. They don't know how to argue. They don't know how to put a cohesive thought together to convince someone that they're wrong or you're right or whatever Mm. you know so they have these conversation stoppers Mm. so they don't have to they can avoid the entire issue by saying you're a nazi you're a racist 
I can now walk away because I won. Instead yeah. of, but you didn't actually win anything. Well, nothing was proven. You nothing was proven. You just said a thing that embarrassed someone enough mm-hmm. to shut up, Listen. or not, or it just made them angry yeah. and made them hate you more yeah, and and cause more of a divide between the two of you. It's like it. You got to engage when they're when these people are there giving their wacky ass talk on a college. You got to get up there and then ask them questions. You and what actual Nazis are going to colleges and talking? Well, I'm just saying they, and, there's now, definitely right wingers that total right wingers, and you get up there and you know, engage with them and debate them. And honestly, prepared. Honestly, I don't even think you should do that because they they the only reason they're they're this the alt right is getting more popular is because of people showing up and and, and giving them. Giving them a platform, putting them on TV by going crazy at one of their speeches, like Milo, the gay dude, and he shows up. People start breaking windows and going nuts. Who would even know about this Milo yeah. guy unless these dudes are breaking windows at his speeches? Listen, he's another one of those guys yeah. that you could just, he, again, like he, the left needs to get together people who are good with rhetoric. For what though? I don't even think they should. should. You could just dismantle their arguments. Like I'm talking about those kinds of guys. Then you have you know Nazis dancing, you know. Running around. I don't think it's important. It's, different. it's it's slightly different. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The right wing pundit or you know person who's kind of you know professional kind of. If David Duke or, shows up at a college, yes, I think there should be a reaction. Yeah, that's different. That's should, different. Yeah, be, Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos yeah. is a provocateur, a troll. He's a troll. He's man. a troll. And is it really important? Should that be anyone's goal to shut down Milo Yiannopoulos? Yeah. He's, it's, a goofball. He, he's like a. It's like trying to shut down. They're making him famous. Jerry Springer, or in a lot of ways, or yeah. a. Uh, he's like a Morton Downey Jr. Yeah. But why bother? Like it's just for it's That's it's classic. more entertainment than anything. And if you're not entertained by it, just don't listen to it. Don't watch it. I don't think it should be anyone's. No, the the left shut the down left Milo. is is really choosing the wrong battles. They're really strengthening the right. They're bringing recruits to the right. You yeah, know, they, people that don't know much are reacting to the rhetoric they see on the left, and by reacting, they say I have to be the because I'm definitely not like these dudes. I got to be like something else. And you know this what, too, man? No. When, the more you try to stifle them, you just push them underground. You're just gonna drive these fucking people, these these Nazis, real Nazis. And Dude, real, there's always gonna be Nazis. Smashing them under, you're gonna push them underground. Let them fucking say what they have to say, so then you know exactly what you're dealing with. You know, words words might be painful, but they're not gonna kill you. No. Actions, yeah, yeah. We have to just, just draw a distinction between words and actions. And you know, you can get you can learn quite a bit about people from what about a person, their outlook from, from their words. So you're and for take advantage of it. N- uh, Nazi rallies, what you saying? Listen, they should have free speech. Jeez, now Chris. you know what they're I about. I knew man. you were wow. a Nazi, Chris. Wow, Chris. Chris, what the fuck? Ever since that one ride, you're gonna know. You heard you're it here first. We already is. do know. Wow. Now we got to give them a place to march and hang out. Ever since that one van ride, but what good does it do? You know, you live. You know, first you let them talk. Next thing they're at Joe's house trying to hang them. I'm not with that. You racist. You racist. You see, but that's what I'm saying. It's like then you got to know who your enemy is. Those dudes are obviously the enemy. You let me ask this: so if you push them underground, they're hiding. What good does that do? Let them get out in the open, man. Donald J. Trump just did uh, this little action where he's banning transgenders from the military. Luke, do you agree with this move or disagree? Ah. Uh. The whole world is listening. Yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, if we're paying for their fucking operations, I don't think that's right. Okay, so you agree or disagree with the move? 
I mean, if they could pass the training, I don't see what's the problem is unless it's going to just give them, you know, like... All right. Other you're, personal... You're like, an army it, ranger. Like... You're in a special group Special privileges, of, and it's, it's, you know... You're in a small special forces group. Uh, you're a male army ranger, and now there's a transgender uh, human in your group. Is that an issue with you? No, not unless she's gonna or, or he, whatever the fuck. Uh, if if <laughs> if what if let's say, not unless, yo, I'm just picturing like, <laughs> but, yeah, hold, on, but listen, hold on, hold on, I'm picturing what? like they just went through this like all like horrible like hell week or whatever, yeah. and then like you know they did it together and the whole unit's like you know leaning up against the wall like, fuck oh, man that was crazy, and the transgender dude just comes up and puts his arm around Luke. He's like, hey, I got your back for life, bro. Oh, but does he really have my back? Fuck yeah, dude! That's your brother. That's well, your brother. Man. Wait, what if it's not a he? Well, it's your brother, uh, transgender man. But it's like, a woman that. So you have no problem with it. You, you don't want to see their surgeries being paid for by the United States government. Is that what you're saying? But you have no issue with it otherwise. Nah, if the, if. If, if they could go through the same fit, training, yeah, if they're fit for training. So yeah, if you exactly, hear like, that. I mean, their training is different. Then there's an issue. That should not be. That should not happen. Okay, a, a female uh, going for a position as a firefighter. Should she have to pass the male's requirements in training? Are they really fit? The, you to, heard the question. So you know what I'm saying. Should, should they have to pass the male's requirements in training or their own female? Requirements are good enough for you. No, not in that. Not so you're in saying there should be one requirement for human beings in general. Yeah, if the human physical, cannot physical, pass that requirement, yeah. the human cannot become a firefighter or a yeah. That, that, that's not a or, job to fuck around with. I mean, you okay, know, what I'm just like, action. I agree with Luke. Yeah, like for the record, what the fuck. Um, I don't Chris? see. I say any American who loves this country enough mm. to sign up. And fight for this country. They should be able to. Should man. be able to fight in some capacity. Yeah, for sure. And if you want to be country, in a particular unit that is known for being extra hard to be to be a member of, like, like the a Navy SEAL, unit. like a Green Beret, like a Halo, okay, Delta like a, Force, like a Wisdom and Chains Band member, Wisdom and Chains Band member, <laughs> you should have that opportunity as long as you got the stones for it, as long as you got the Literally, but I'm not gonna say the word. You can't. As long as you got the guts, as long as you got the sand. Can I ask Chris the question? Go ahead, Chris. Do you think that the female should have the same requirements as the male, or their own requirements? Hmm. I don't know how it's set up now. Uh, I don't know. Physical. I'm asking you, though. You got to carry hoses up well, fucking 30 like, flights of stairs. I think if you could, if you could pass the requirements, okay. you're in. Like, uh, yes, that's, in. that doesn't like answer you, my question. Though. If you pass it. If right now you hear that there's different requirements for a female over a male for the same position, are you uh, okay with that or do you have a problem with that? No, like think I, about if she, I, I'm if, thinking if, about a firefighter. If like if you have to carry, be able to 100 pounds of hose. Okay, you gotta be able to carry 100 pounds of hose. Okay, listen, I mean your life is say, at risk yeah, with, with like, other people. Okay, that Chris, you gotta look let's out say for. it's a, for a position of a firefighter. Right. The female standard is carrying an 88 pound hose. 
the male standard is carrying 145 pound hose. Do you, are you okay with this? It doesn't seem right to me. Man. So you want to stop it? You want to stifle the female's progress? No, not at all. Okay, so you leave it the same then? No, I want them to be, able to, to be firefighters if they could pass what's required. So you want one requirement that is for kind everybody? Of, I would think that you need to. Kind, yeah, could be kind of like could this guy just say it? Like you want one requirement for all humans who want this job? They would have Correct. dope calendars though. Yeah, Correct. You kind of want that, you know. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, like, what, I understand, but you gotta, kind of or yes, yeah, yeah. You want if you want to be able, if the minimum is yo, you gotta be able to carry the hundred pound hose, thirteen fucking flights up. You gotta be able to do that for the job, because if you don't, people are gonna burn to death. Kinda, kinda. So you aren't uh, for uh, affirmative action. In certain in certain instances, I think when it comes for like what hiring quotas. And hiring people just just for diversity's sake, for diversity's sake, like that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, let's say uh, a company's looking for uh, to fill a position, and they require they give their uh, people come in, they fill out an application, they give them a test. Let's say for an African American, they have to get an uh, eighty-five on the test, and a uh, a white male has to get a ninety-five. To be eligible, yeah, that's crazy. Is that a problem for you? Yeah, you know they just shouldn't have. It should be always be the same across the board, and wow. you shouldn't have to put. And listen, you shouldn't have to put your ethnicity on. Didn't, the thing. Did that happen? Yeah, you shouldn't well, have to put. It should just be a pure dislike. Yeah, but not for nothing. When, when it says Rilo Johnson, I think the guy's going to know. Okay. Well, it should they do that to test it? Shouldn't be like there should be no name. It should just be a grade, and then you get. It now keep in mind, I totally made up that scenario. I don't even know if it's real or existing. Well, I thought it was. I thought they. I just Chris is very left wing, so I am very left wing, but I also believe that there's a merit in that. Just. It's something like a firefighter, man. Like, yo, you could fucking put a lot of people at danger by by cutting it. A fireman just sounds yeah, better than a firewoman. That's extreme. You know what it's I'm saying? It's a fireman. If she's I a good cook, keep her in the just... kitchen. Oh, Lukey. And then she could be part of the crew. I mean, what's, uh, what, you know? Luke is an old school traditional Guido. He likes to uh, she really make sure his women are barefoot and pregnant. I mean, he likes his firefighters with hair on their chest. <laughs> you know what it is? No, it is I a, said it is a it complex, would be a better Affirmative action is like you hear the two arguments for it that it, it does help in some instances, and some people say, "No, nah, it's not. It's just the, it has the exact opposite effect." Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about it. Man. I don't know either. I don't, I don't even know, know if that scenario I gave you is a real thing. I don't know if it's real, but I know that if it comes down to quotas, then that becomes real. Yeah. If it comes, I'm with that. If it's fair across the board, you know, like hiring and everybody's equal, equal. Um, Hire the brother. I'm with that. But if it if it comes but down, doesn't to, it come down to that though? But if, if it comes down to quotas, test no. He's you. saying if it's if they score the same and you got the white dude and the brother and they got identical te- score. Go get, get, help, yeah, help the right. brother. I thought you were talking about. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. saying. I yeah, think that was that the other you, scenario. You I don't your, know. When I, what I like them to really see is, you know, you just put it in. There's no. Sex or ethnicity on it all. You just get a grade, but and you get it back, and then did you ever read Freakonomics or see the the documentary Freakonomics? Okay, so there are. This is systemic. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, systemic. So if you're if you're looking at applications, and you see a uh, you're hiring for for a position of whatever a firefighter, and you see. or whatever. Let's just say firefighters. Yeah, you see Shamika Jefferson. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. How she okay. looks. She got a nice ass. Shamika <laughs> Jefferson <laughs> yep. on an application. <laughs> How's that goal? You don't know what she looks like, but you got an image in your head of right. Shamika Jefferson. I see where you're going, I guess. What if she sounds okay. like Ray? And if you see 
If Say you baby. See, yeah, but he's you know. If you see uh whatever, Jennifer Smith. Sally Reynolds. Okay, if you see Jennifer Smith on the same application. You're thinking skinny little ass. Next boring. one in the pile, Jennifer Smith. You yeah. already have a picture in your head. Yeah. They might show up and you'll be completely surprised and be like, holy shit, Shamika's white. I can't believe Shamika's ah. white. You, they might. It's possible. But you know, just from experience in America, you know what Shanika Je- Jefferson probably looks like. You need a voice recording. Okay? And you know what Jennifer Smith probably looks like, at, at least as far as skin color. Right. So like there are, there's a, a line of thought that says you're putting your child at a dif- disadvantage by naming your child Shamika. You're putting the child at a disadvantage right off the bat there's because it makes her less hireable. That. In the future, is that there's an article about that. That's freaking out. Yo, there was an, art, an article derived from that that said it had like a name. It says, Is this person more? What if your name was than, Apple? Then, you know, it had two names, but I can't remember the name. So, Shamika's like test scores and her whatever SATs might be like the, off the, the fucking chains. Yeah. It might be incredible. You know how hard but it is to get a just, job? You're just looking right at the top of the thing. The first thing you see, the name. And it says Shamika Jefferson, and, problem, people, and you're man. and yeah. you're trying to hire what for whatever position. It, the 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 idea behind Freakonomics is that the people doing the hiring are not Shamika Johnson's. Oh uh, yeah, I are. friends yeah. of Shamika Johnson. Yeah, let's yeah, just say it like that. What okay? if she, what if they were? Well, maybe they are. Maybe that would be an advantage. But yeah. statistically, unlikely. Not. Statistically, I mean, not. this guy knows who's going to hire a guy named Mad Joe. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> I can't believe my parents named me that. Yo, try to get a job with the name Richie Mancuso. Good luck. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know where it is, man. It's just like I understand exactly what you're saying with that, and it's, it has advantages and there's disadvantages to it. Like I would like to see when they, when they make the selection process, no, no names. names, no, no ethnicity, just test no scores, just, just a raw picture of my dick. <laughs> just a raw ass Judge me by my so they say application A nineteen forty seven dash one. It's like something that you can't derive. Like that metadata isn't available. So you are saying okay, we're gonna take the, the best ten percent, and the best ten percent is the best ten percent. You know, because then you it kind of you want to eliminate that kind of stuff where you say they're not friends of Shamika Johnson. You know what I mean? I don't know how to control for that. I wish I I did. I just don't know how to control for those. It's not things. easy. Like, As anon- anonymized. I think might do it when it's just a raw ass test where everybody has no raw persons do, who's looking at it. There's no other pertinent information. It's just this is what they got. And that's great. But when right. you come to jobs where the physical specimen is important, yeah. You know. And then Shamika shows up, and you're like, "Fuck, it's fucking Shamika." Well, does, well, I can't get rid of this. Then girl. they got to do a physical <laughs> test, though. Yeah, yeah, I know it's a hard. I'm saying that you can't. That's what I'm saying. It can't just be a nameless person yeah. taking a test, like you know. You, this guy has to do a, go through a physical, right. blah, 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 whatever the case. Yeah, I don't know. Like, how do you isolate it away so it's just it's just on that? But you know what? There's also evidence that comes out that a meritocracy, when it's based like that, has a whole other set of negative outcomes as well. Like, you know what I mean? Like? like they were saying I don't that, even know what that yeah, means. Yeah, where has a there mer- ever been a meritocracy? You know, they're, 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 well, they say that it had – I forgot what I was reading. I was – what is a meritocracy that's first? Like meritocracy. It's the same kind of thing we're kind of saying. It's like, you know, on your merits, you're, you know, you're judged only on your merits. Oh. And they were saying that there was some structural problems the way that whole thing is up. It's, it's, it's foggy in my head, but there was also another another train of thought that says, oh, it's, not as, it's not as great as you might even think. I mean, it's know? definitely not great for people who suck at things. You know? Like, you're going to have the, 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 the low class in a meritocracy would just be... Just de- fucking devastated. At the it end of the day, you know what I mean. When you take yourself rough, out man. of the comfort zone, when you go into 
chaos. And then everything tells you to do what you have to do to survive, but you still keep your moral character. You will survive. Hmm, If you maintain your moral integrity during chaotic times, during trials and tribulation, you'll come out shining in the end. That's the true test of of mankind, Chris. Yeah, uh, like could you play me. some cool music under that too when I go back? <laughs> hey, listen, uh, that reminds me of something. I've, I I want to recommend a book to everybody. Come on, these people don't read. Nah, listen, my right, they don't I'm have to. Right. Does it got the, like a voice? This is the beauty of this book. They don't have to read. Oh, it's it. a pop up. Okay. Oh. <laughs> if you subscribe to Audible. Audible. Audible, ah. it's fucking amazing, and this and you? this one in particular is extra amazing. So, how much is it first? Audible's uh, well, it depends how many books you want to get a month. You can get as many books as you want a month. Where am I going to keep all? But you books? get you can get um, credits for books. So, where you, you, where do you keep them all? On your iPhone. On your iPhone, man. They're you, all you can't. Even you fit keep one them book in your keep them in your gigs. Know, my, me, me, I can't. But all right, so listen. This book is called Rabbit. It's the autobiography of Ms. Pat. Oh. So Ms. Pat is a comedian, Patricia yeah. Williams. Very funny. Whose show was she on that I heard? She's uh, been on a lot of podcasts. Joey podcast. Diaz. Joey Diaz, yeah. Diaz. Joe Rogan. She's been on Joe Rogan, Ari Shafir, Tom Segura. Um, and then she's coming here to Mark post, Marin. post America. She's coming to Post America as soon as we can figure out the scheduling details. She's right. coming here. But um, so her story is insane. Yeah. It is the shittiest childhood you can probably b- be born into in America, I would say. There's probably other places in the world that are fucking uh, much more horrendous. Yeah. But I would say as an American, to be born into this type of life is... Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Shame- what I remember. It's shameful. It's fucking insane. No excuse in a rich country like this that people go through that. And uh, so she was born in Atlanta and just the the absolute worst, worst set of parents, worst... Uh, family yeah. scenario. I know a little bit about her life. It's unbelievable. She had crazy Just terrible. shit happened to her. Right? And and she kind of like formed, like you were saying about keeping your morality yes. in times of of stress and and, and, and chaos. crisis, chaos. So she kind of formed this this morality around the idea of nothing's more important than than having a family for yourself, like yes. like a, having a family. And she. She did it in just the most like impossible way. Like nothing should have worked out for this woman ever. Everything should have gone wrong, but just the right opportunities, the right people entered her life at the right time, and she ended up. But she also made the right decisions. Well, for a she little made, bit, everything was going. She wrong, made no? she made a lot of decisions that seem at the time like the wrong decision. That's the that's the amazing yeah. thing. She did things that are crazy. Like you no, that was a bad choice. You shouldn't have done that. But if she didn't do it, yes, it, survival, it temporary survival. Yes. But should she get drawn? Did she get addicted to the drugs? No. Did she murder the folks? Did she? Mm. Nah. She <laughs> she, she survived. She survived. She survived in uh, in very Im- impossible, yeah. at least improbable uh, situations. And uh, it's a really cool, inspiring story. And at the end, you listen all the way to the to the last word. It's fucking. Awesome! Like it'll give you, it'll give you chills all over. Well, I've seen it's an actual. It's a book, but yeah, you can listen to the audio yeah. audio book on Audible, and she reads it. 
yeah. in her crazy way of talking got, from Atlantica. That's the best way Atlantica. Better, right? <laughs> I said Atlantica. Uh, she reads it in her crazy way of talking from Atlanta, and she's like, it, it makes it way better. She here. was going to hire me to do something when she got tired. Because I do the Mad Word. Joe Grandma voice. <laughs> Chris is pointing to us. What the hell kind of watch is that? What is that? Yeah, it's making all these flashes. What do you got there, Chris? Talk to the people. What is, what is that? A Fitbit? Looks like Cyclops. Old school Fitbit. Old school Fitbit. Fitbit? Yeah, just like a little watch, man. But why do you need a... Did, uh, my other watch I don't have. My other watch broke. <laughs> I just laying around. Exasperated. Watches blow my mind, especially fancy watches. That's not fancy at all. That's not man. fancy at all, but it tells you the time. You have your phone in your pocket at all times. When you're in car, you have to think. No, but Fitbit no, that, is that, like a. Yeah, it keeps track of, of like. Shit. It tracks your health shit. Just right. like your phone? No, no. Yeah, no way, way more than phone. your phone. Like, I can't. It's like I can't do my sleep with it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I monitor my sleep. I don't really sleep good at night. Chris can't sleep without his Fitbit. <laughs> my Fitbit. Oh my God! You need a lot more what is that. happening my to the American yeah, you men? A, you need a lot more. I gotta than track that. my sleep and my also my. What An American some, male what tracking warm, his sleep. Warm milk, motherfucker. Wearing a Fitbit. Start That's drinking. And when dudes wear fancy watches, nah, kind it's of too fucking much. shit this ain't is fancy that? at all, man. This is like a Bullshit, fucking shiny, this is classic. a shiny fucking gold watch. What's so fancy about that? It's so feminine. Fancy it's so will be weird. Diamonds and and glitter. It's, it's really. It's come on, dude. Like what is You're going a fucking on? Hater. Do you want people to look at your hand? Is that it? Hey, everybody, are you drawn to my hand? Do you like shiny things? Look down here. Why do you wear a fucking <laughs> necklace? This? Yeah, wait, this, what if this gift means something to me. From Rusty Pistachio. Yeah, what if this means something to me? Of a straight edge hand with an X on it? This is the samurai lifestyle. You don't came understand. from my dead uncle. No, it did not. Yeah, he boofed it no, for it years. Did yeah. Not. <laughs> came all the way from. A, yeah, it's Italian. Watches watch. are very oh, feminine. If you very don't feminine. remember oh, what boofing God. is, listen to our first <laughs> podcast we did with Ray Ray, and he'll explain boofing to you. Yo, boofing. When you're boofing, you get Vaseline and all of that. Yo, where is Ray? Oh, Ray's on his way to Texas with supplies for the. Uh, oh yeah. The, the, That's awesome. The horrible flood, dude. It's bad. It is terrible. I you just can empty out your closet. He was at the. Uh, and, uh, I saw Ray at the clothes. casino last night. Uh, yeah, with a cigarette. <laughs> he had a cigarette. Yeah, his henny. Well, yeah, coke. On the relief is on the way. I'll get there when I get there. Slot machine. What's right? good? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get Come a quick on, Ray, get down. Help those people, man. But yo, that's bad, man. People are dropping like flies. Dogs everywhere. Homeless dog. Oh my god, I saw fucking horses. You like see the dog on top of the car. No, I didn't the see dog that sitting one, on the sunroof of the car, scared as hell. Terrible. He's like a mean pit bull too, so you're kind of nervous to save him. But yo, he went right with the dudes. Yo, there's the a dog. Don't know what the hell's going on. I yeah. saw. I saw there was, was like horses, horses like herds of yeah. like herds flocks what are, what are horses i don't they know. go in a herd no no herd? those are fucking cows a bunch of horses yeah. together swimming in water that's over their heads and they're Bro. freaking out because some of them are i mean how many horses ever swim yeah and you how long I mean? could they swim for yeah and do they even know which direction to go to i think horses are good swimmers if they're for a little like while wild horses like yeah. they, well, they go through it yeah, but your yeah. average horse in texas in a ranch is just yeah. walking on grass all day yeah, you know? dude it's bad it's and people and yeah, it's, it's sad, man. They said it's a it's serious, like, 500-year storm. Like, you don't see this kind of th- deal, you know? And uh, I don't know. it doesn't seem like a ton of fatalities. I mean, even one is horrible. You know what, though, man? It's just like you got to watch out. Now there's the water. Exactly. It, it's Now it has mixed up with sewage. 
and weird chemicals, and that's going to become toxic. And dead animals. Big chemical, dead animals uh, now, chemical just, plant explosion, right? Yeah. They got no, you know what I found out? And now mosquitoes and flies. They got and, no zoning, and they also have no fire code. Freedom, that's baby. incredible, man. That's freedom. That's delicious freedom. No zoning and no fire codes. I don't even know what that means, to be honest. Like zoning is like you, if you have a school, you can't build like a chemical plant next to it. Oh, oh, oh. But, but they did that, and that's when the, a couple of years ago, man, that that other fertilizer plant blew up, and it like took out like three schools. Yeah, it's bad zoning. No, no the bad zoning. No zoning. That's Listen, these kids nowadays, zone. they could use some more chemicals. <laughs> Something to toughen them up a little bit. All right, boys. We're approaching the uh, one hour. 30. Should we boof it? He's lying. We should boof it. I see no boof yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that. I see no. We barely let Luke say anything. Come on. Luke, did you have fun? I'm always having a great Luke, time. Luke, what do you think of the songs? You happy with the songs? Or you don't like that one, huh? <laughs> Which what's, one? What's that one, one called, Joe? <laughs> Which one? The one he don't like. The Scott Vogel uh, Yo, inspiration. Oh, oh, it's a beautiful song, man. This song is I beautiful. I thought we weren't going to talk about We're that. not. We're what? not. You just, just, that's Scott's favorite one, uh, one of the new jams. What do you mean? But, uh, what did I miss? I can't talk about my own fucking music with my people that I made it with. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> we have a song. It's called. Uh, it's called the truce. The truce. Wow. <laughs> and uh, it's it's kind of, it's a very true story. A very true story. Recently true. And it's about. It's uh, not even a story though. Really. It's about oh, a compromise it's a story. between between two friends. And it's 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 great to see this materialize as a witness. Yeah. Of this whole situation, uh, unbelievable! <laughs> uh, geez, the whole thing was just shocking. Oh, uh, hey, Luke. Yes. Why don't you bring us out on a sandwich? I'm gonna give you a couple sandwich ingredients. You gonna I would give me like, ingredients? and I want you to put it together for the people. Okay, hmm. this is how we're gonna finish this episode. Before we do, I want to say. Thank you, everyone, who's been sending questions and comments. Uh, keep them coming, please. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Post America Podcast. Post send America. send uh, questions to Post America Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Twitter. I'm trying to get more active on there. It's it's slowly picking up. But Post Americans on Twitter at Post Americans. Maybe some new pics. Yeah. Oh, from some oh, female uh, listeners. A DP. All right. Keep it PC. So, Luke, what I want is a roast beef sandwich mm-hmm. with but if wait I want a roast beef sandwich I want it hot and I want mozzarella mozzarella on my sandwich right on, talk to like well, like invent okay that's a quick one that I, it's guaranteed deliciousness and well, satisfaction well he gave you the main ingredients what yeah. else is going on in sucker Straight up. I want you to build it. That's no, what it's, I. That's, it's getting. That's my. That's my. My base. That's all you're you doing. Roast everything. beef and moats. No, listen to me. Okay. You slice that roast beef nice and thin. Obviously, that's that's a. Oh, that's for me. That's a. Just Semi-transparent. A yeah, you know, nice and thin. Doesn't have to be shredded, but nice thin, full yeah. slices. I mean, the beef got to be, you know, like a nice medium rare. Mm-hmm. You throw that fucker on a flat grill. Oh. With, on the grill though, brown gravy. Right, and then you add the fresh, no cutting, slicing, no fucking pizza, fresh, handmade mozzarella, on toasted semolina garlic bread. Okay, fatta quiche de qua. I mean, it's just you can't. You cannot go wrong with that. 
That's fucking yeah, it's just, dope. That's, that's just one right there. I my goomba You wanted hot roast beef. I mean, there's no better My goomba With gravy and uh, fresh mozzarella on, on garlic bread. That's got my mouth watering. Yeah. That's I mean, got I could go for watering. it, too. I mean, but, any- then, but then, see, like, what you would do is, is there throw any the bread on right on a fucking grill. And then make the the butter and the, gar- and the garlic that's, that's on the bread is going to be a nice crust on the bread so then you flip that over and get the bottom side toasted when you put the the gravy i mean uh the roast beef on that that toasted when you flip it back over and it's on the toaster it's side. crispy yeah so then so it's, you're making it's almost like it's, it's gonna it's be almost, almost like, like a double like a grilled, grilled cheese. cheese yeah it's like holy shit you know what i mean damn hmm yeah. evan wants to know if we can add a couple slices of velveta to that I mean, I'm listen, kidding. I, I'm I, kidding. No, but I did have roast beef with American cheese and gravy. Oh yeah, that's fine. But I'm I mean, kidding. You don't want Velveeta on there. You should have yelled at me. No, that's you don't what want I was no going for. Vel- I mean, come on, smart enough. I spit. You should know better than that. Okay, fuck. But I mean, it's been done. It's been a sandwich. I mean, what do you call that one? The Godfather. Nah, the, go- the Godfather. The Godfather 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 I did have one called the um, the Lukey Luke, I believe. Talk to me. Because um, it was it was on. Toast. Give him some music, Chris. Give yeah, him some music. Yeah, it was on Toasted um, A Hero, you know what I'm saying? But this was like from uh, Terra Nova. I dig out the insides. He's sweating. But this one, I leave. I usually cut my bread all the way through. Not but this, this time. one, I keep. You leave a hinge. Yeah, but a very. The hinge is always almost there, like to the end, but it's still hinged. And plus, when you dig out the top part, it'll close over the sandwich perfectly that it won't. Push out. You understand? It's almost still there, but you need it because there was some gravy on you it. You make like a bathtub in there. Yeah, it was it was chicken franchise. Yeah. Mozzarella and broccoli raw. Mubaragats. On mm. on like a toasted, yeah, and and oh, dude, it was so good. With the with the franchise sauce? The oh, lemon sauce? So good. I love that lemon. Yeah, the creamy lemon. And then sauce. it goes just with the broccoli raw on the bitterness and then and then it's just like you, know, you put a little sweet Super sad on the bottom, thin layer. Hold on. Mm. Damn. Damn. All right, now. Let's see it again, boys. Yeah, let's go. End this. Thanks for listening, peeps. We'll see you next time. It's all about ratio. Don't forget. We out of here. America Podcast. The Post America Podcast.